In today's episode, I'm talking about life lessons that I've learned on my entrepreneurial journey, part one. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about life lessons I've learned on my entrepreneurial journey. I actually have quite a few and therefore I call this part one because I have quite a more to share and I don't think I can share all of them in one episode. I think it'll be the episode will be a bit too long. So I'm focusing on the first 10 that came to my mind and hence the name part one. So without further delay, I'm going to get get into it because I've got 10 to cover and that too is going to be a bit of a stretch, you know, you know, the way I like to talk. Anyway, number one, the very first one that I, um, the, the life lesson that comes to my mind and I've been on various sales calls and I've been in, you know, on the entrepreneurial journey. I've had, I've been at the other end where I've been the client and I've been, you know, also uh, we have a number of uh, businesses that I suffer on as well. And the one thing above ever, all else that um, is super, super important, and you need to really, really build on that, is being honest, okay? You have to be honest in all areas of your life. You have to be honest in your dealings with your clients and yourself. And this is so important because this builds integrity and this builds your character. And I and I can't remember the gentleman who said this. I, I wish I could remember um and give them credit for it. It's one of my one of the people I've probably read. I remember reading this quote once that said it takes years to build a reputation and it takes literally a couple of minutes to to completely shatter it. So your character, your reputation is of vital importance. Now, you can have slandered. People can say all sorts of things about you. I'm not saying that, um, you know, and people do. You know, people say all sorts of rubbish about you can say. And, you know, people are entitled to say whatever they want. You know, freedom of speech, you know, so-called freedom of speech, right? But I'm not talking about other people's opinions about you. I'm talking about the truth about you. So when you are true to yourself, you know who you are and you speak the truth and you are, you know, honest then people can say false things about you. That's not important. The, the thing is you need to know and you need to know in your heart of hearts that you are being honest and, um, and acting at your highest integral level at all times. This is vital, I think, for to have a successful business. You need to know that you're going to be honest in your dealings with everyone. doesn't matter where they are. You may have to... I don't know, at times, you know, we have to work with cash flow and be honest with your, your creditors, you know, if you're unable to pay them or something, or your team members, if you have, you know, if you're going to have difficulty paying salaries or your clients have the right issues, be honest and be upfront with what's going on, be very transparent. I'm actually transparent to the point of it hurts me at times. I have to um, keep some things a bit more confidential. I'm just an open book. I've learned the lesson the other way around to not be as open absolutely 100% be honest but not be as open because not everybody needs to know what's going on with you but be honest be be very honest upfront about it and know in your heart to pass you are being truthful you're being honest as long as you know that then 
what other people say doesn't really matter. We are concerned with your opinion about yourself and how the universe will respond to you. And therefore, the number one thing that comes to my mind when I think of, you know, what's the first and foremost lesson I've learned, it may sound like, uh, you know, a given that you should be honest, but a lot of people overlook how important being honest with yourself and, um, and those around you is in business. You can only lie for so long and therefore, uh, you know, and keep up false pretenses for so long. Eventually, the truth does catch up. And it is, um, it is always, um, it's always harsh to look at the reality. So for that reason, I would definitely say, um, be very, very honest with yourself and those around you. Number two, um, it's going to be another one that I, I, I realized, um, I work a lot and I know that a lot of people do, you know, who are not maybe listen to this podcast, but who follow some other leaders and they buy into this idea of hustle, hustle, hustle. And I want you to understand, because I, I do follow this philosophy myself. At times, it may not seem like it because I work so much, but I do. And I schedule this into my, into, into my calendar where you need to see rest as an essential part of your product, productivity. Your productivity actually diminishes if you don't take rest because your brain power is on the same level. If you're, if you're exhausted, you don't have that connection with your higher levels, your, your higher intuition levels, uh, if you're not, if you haven't rested well. So rest is an important part of your, you know, your connection with your higher self and to become, become more authentic and more real and to be more productive. Remember, I always ask you to be productive, not busy. A lot of people are being busy. They're not actually productive. And the way, the best way to be productive is to seek guidance from a higher self, from your, you know, from your intuition. And if you're exhausted, if you're tired, if you are mentally, emotionally tired, you will not receive or not understand, comprehend the, the signals, the signs are given, being given to you all the time from your higher self, from your intuition. Therefore, in order for your intuition to be clear, you need to be rested. You need to be calm. You need to be in a space, in Zen-like space, so to speak. And therefore, in order for you to take that action, which is going to give you the 10x the result, you have to be inspired. It has to be inspired action. It has to be taken through inspiration. Inspiration only comes to you when you're rested, not when you're stressed, not when you are going 100 miles per hour speed. Okay, you need to slow down to speed up, so to speak. Right. So that's number two. The next one is actually, actually follows on for them. As you can see, you can see my trail of thought here, can't you? as if they're coming out. This led me on to the third lesson I've learned, which is don't follow the herd. I am known to not really follow the herd. I sort of, you know, do whatever I feel is right. And I'm usually ahead of the line at times. I'm not saying all the time I I get uh, I, I get value from it or I, I benefit from it, but I do see trends a lot earlier than a lot of other people. Um, so you need to do what's right for you. Don't follow the herd. Don't do something that everybody else is doing because it seems to be the right thing to do. You do what seems to be right for you, you know, for you as a person, what seems to be right in, your, in terms of what you works for you. And this includes in terms of the career job, in terms of the lifestyle, in terms of whatever it may be. So, you know, if you, if somebody's happy being in the nine to five and, and are, 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 you know, married to the idea of the nine to five securities, you know, that's an illusion anyway, but anyway, if they're married to the illusion of security from this nine to five and you find, uh, you know, working, you know, in, in a nine to five job as not secure and it doesn't give you the, your dreams or your, you know, what you want, and it's not allowing you to fulfill your life purpose and not, not, doesn't allow you to live the way you want to live. 
then go ahead and choose your own path. Don't do something that everyone else has done. And in my life, whenever, whenever I followed what everybody else wanted me to do, whenever I've done that, I've always lost out. Always, always. Whenever I do what I want to do, I come out on top. It's a lesson I've learned. Something else has happened. I, 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 in my life, I find that I've always, I've always fallen when I follow what everybody else is do, asking me to do, what they are doing. So I sort of do what they do. And I realized later on that that wasn't the path for me. So this is a very, very important lesson for those who are like, especially those who are used to being the, you know, the good guys and the people pleasers. And especially if you come from the South Asian subcontinent, you really are a people pleaser. We really are. We want to, we want to be, we want to make our moms and dads happy and our mother-in-law and father-in-law's happy. And and then our cousins and our siblings and aunts and aunties and chuckies and thighs and our papas and everywhere else to everyone in the mixture. You know, we're not just trying to please our immediate family and and uh, siblings and so forth. We're, you know, throwing the mixture, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles and uncle, grandparents and God knows who else. So I think that's uh, that, that's an interesting mix. But having said that, uh, you know, you need to figure out what it is that you want to do, um, not necessarily what others want you to do. And that's what I would say. So don't follow the herd. Do what feels right to you and do what feels right to you and follow your own inner guidance. So that's uh, that's number three. Now, this leads me on to number four, which is you need to work hard. Um, agreed. OK, so in order to get, get anything in life, you have to do something. You know, you, you're going to sit and do meditation in a, in a room somewhere and gold isn't going to fall into your lap. I, I know everyone would like that to happen. And the movie The Secret will have you believe that, that you can just sit there and meditate about gold and it will fall into your lap. But that's not how the law of the universe works. It doesn't really work that way. You have to actually take action. And but what I want you to understand is in all the actions you take, and this actually goes ahead, uh, is married to number two. It sort of leads up from there. But what I want you to understand is a lot of the times that I find, uh, especially entrepreneurs who are driven, who really want to work hard, what they end up doing is they are going 100 miles per hour speed and they are trying to arrive at a destination without actually enjoying the journey. This life is a journey. It's not arriving at point A and point B and point C and point D. It's not a series of goalposts that you have to get to. Yes, we uh, we set those goals for ourselves and you want to achieve, you know, certain things and certain tasks and, you know, certain, you know, certain goals. Absolutely, you, you should do that. But if that's the only thing you're living for, then you're living an empty life, right? And I, I remember having this conversation multiple times with, with, uh, with my ex, uh, that's when he was the primary owner for us. And he, he took very little interest in the children or in our married life, which made sense afterwards when I found out because he, he was living a double life outside. But let's leave that to one side. Uh, even generally, even when he was home on the weekend or uh, even other times, he was never present. He was never present with me or the kids. And for him to switch his mind off, which at the time I felt like, he, you know, he was constantly, constantly thinking about work. He couldn't switch off and, and enjoy his time with his kids. It was, you know, at that time, remember when, you know, when the kids were really little and babies and cute and adorable, I remember saying to him multiple times, look, this time is never going to come back. They're never going to be toddlers. I mean, 
you know, they're never going to be at this age. They're never going to do this. And, you know, the, the little things for children you need to enjoy now and, you know, enjoy the f- moments of, you know, early walking and early words and, and just interaction and personality development and everything. And I remember even then, I mean, I used to, I, I've never stopped working. I've always been trying to make some sort of business working with him, even though I'd got, I wasn't able to make anything work. I was able to enjoy the little moments in life as long alongside working really hard and this is the, the lesson I kept trying to teach him and I realized how important it is for me and there's a reason for it you can't just go on through life achieving x y and z and not living not enjoying the moment so lesson number four is work hard absolutely I'm not saying don't but you need to work equally hard to enjoy life, which means pausing every now and again, not just to rest, but to really enjoy the moment. I enjoy various times of the day. I, I you know, I, I try to have certain moments with my kids, but it's not always possible because I, I do have multiple businesses and I, I do get pulled in different directions and I'm always moved, you know, X, Y, Z. So it's not just that, but I, I, you know, it's, it's more than that. It's, um, I, you know, I, you know, I, I always find myself that I have to do certain things to make sure that I, I, I am, you know, having, having that time when I'm enjoying life and I'm not just living life on a daily basis. So which means I'll schedule certain times with my kids to play, you know, board games. We play board games or we go and play squash together or we go for movies together or we have holidays planned. And, you know, mommy's not going to be working because I don't I tend not to work on holidays. I, I try to um, leave as much as possible and just enjoy that time with kids. So I schedule in my time when I'm actually going to be just with my kids and just be enjoying with them. And this happens on small amounts and daily basis, regularly on the weekend certain times, and especially at, you know, five or six week intervals when, you know, the kids knew we have a break from school that I, I know we're going to have time off and we're going to, you know, and we are actually going to enjoy time together. And in, in between those are sprinkle in times, you know, with friends and family and so forth. But so it's scheduled in. Now, why is it scheduled in? Because if it's not, I will not do it because I'm so busy with work all the time because I've got, you know, this business pulling me and that person's pulling me and this is happening and that's happening that I completely forget that I have a life to live as well. And if this happens to too many entrepreneurs that I see, they become so focused and so driven that they forget to live. And what you don't want to be doing is getting through life and coming out the other, coming out the other end and realizing, oh, I did actually enjoy my life. I was just running. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to work hard, but I want you to enjoy the process as well. Getting to destination is just a what, two-second thing right? It's the buildup. It's the journey. It's the heartache. It's the, you know, moments when you pick yourself off the floor and carry on. It's the whole journey, which you want to be living. And you want to be living your life at at the same time. You cannot put your life off. I live, I'll get, you know, I'll start enjoying my life when I hit this target. I'll do this when I hit this target. I'll do this when I get there. You can't live your life like that. Because every time you're about to hit that goal, you're going to put the, the goal person will move and you'll get, you want to get to the next goal and the next goal, and the next goal. And that's how life should be. You should be focusing on getting to all these higher levels of goals, but don't forget to live in the process. Living is super, super important. And if you're not living, then what's the point? I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies 
and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. All right, so the next one is, and I'm going to try and speed up now because I'm taking too long. Um, the next one is listen intently. So another, this feeds in from, from um, you know, from my idea that a lot of the times we think people are saying one thing, but sometimes they're saying something else altogether. So, you know, you need to listen very intensely to your clients, to your team members, and most importantly, your family members. Now, I think if you've been following my podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm a big family person. I'm all about family, family, family. So when I think of my, my kids and I think of, um, you know, what they are, you need to allocate time when you are listening to what they're saying. I, we tend to have conversations when I pick them up from school, you know, how was school, what's happened and, and so forth. You know, and they tend to share with me their day. And I try to listen intent, even if it's like small thing, like this happened and, you know, she said this and he said that and whatever else. And they they may seem really minuscule or, you know, irrelevant things to you, but they're not to those individuals. So listen. I mean, when I, when I say I listen to my children, I listen to my children. I know what's going on. That's how I know what's going on in their life because I keep asking or, you know, now they don't have to ask, they just tell me, especially my daughter, she talks, she shares with me stuff. And my son too, I try to ask him for things and whatever else. And you need to be able to listen, but actually purely listen. And that's just family. But of course, this is even more relevant in your business. You need to listen to your team members. You need to listen to your clients, what they're saying. How can you support them? What can you do? And if you are not listening, if you're not helping them, then you're not building a solid business. So listening is a skill that you need to acquire and you need to practice and practice and practice. The next one I'm going to need to, um, the next lesson I learned was, um, you know, always give your clients excellent service. So you need to give above and beyond your, your client's expectations. So when somebody comes to work with me, I tell them this is what I'm going to do. And I, I over deliver, you know, you under promise. I learned this a while ago, under promise and over deliver. I never make any promises in terms of what can I do for clients. I would say, look, these are just clients who've got results. I, I can't promise you what you'll get. I can just do what I can do. But once they come to me, I work on the manifestation roadmap. I work on, um, you know, the, the, the mastermind program itself on the different elements. And then I question them. I, and sometimes I chase them. Or I, we have coaches, you know, who, you know, for accountability, chase them after them. See, have you done this? And have you done that? To keep them on track. Because I know if they go through the program correctly, if they do it, follow through the way it needs to be done, they will come out the other end and be much, much better off. They will achieve so much more. And that's what we want them to do. We want them to really, 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 really benefit from it. They need to just become so um, excellent at, um, at achieving their, um, your, you know, your, the targets you set for your clients that, that it becomes a no-brainer work to work with you. And they want to really feel heard. They want to be really, really appreciated. And you need to, this is where you come in as, as a provider with your products or your services. I think this is one of the reasons why Apple was so successful. They they kept monitoring to see what how can we help our clients, what can we do better, and um, their products ended up being so amazing, uh, and they became uh, they became industry leaders. So you need to provide excellent above uh, excellent service to your clients above and beyond what their expectations are. I think this is where you under deliver, you under promise and over deliver. The next one is building relationships. Now this is so so important. 
you need to have the right sort of team members around you for work, for, for business, absolutely. So yes, you need to have the right sort of staff and the right kind of team members in your company, but you also need to have the right kind of people around you in networks as well. You need to constantly be building relationships. This is not that easy for me, I have to say. Building relationships with team members, it comes easily because I'm, I'm a very nice person. I like talking to people. But networking and building relationships with people outside of business, it doesn't come as easily to me. Why? Because I don't go out so much. I don't go out drinking. I don't go socialize. And the online space is a bit more difficult. Um, so I'm one of those people that I can online, I can help you, jump on a call and talk to you and help you and see how I can help you. But actually meeting in person is not something that I do very frequently. It's something that I'm constantly working on at the moment. And I realize that's a flaw in me that... I'm good at building relationships with my team members and, of course, my family. I, I you know, work very hard at that. I'm very selective, I have to say, with, with the extended family who I build a relationship with. I'm very selective, and that uh, that's an important element. But I do build relationships with, you know, with family members. But where my shortcoming is, where I'm working on, I would, I would highly encourage you to work on, is networking. I'm really good at meeting people and leaving a good impression, but keeping up connections and talking to them and, and building that connection and keeping up that connection, I, I, I sort of shamble, you know, fall over. So I'm working on that myself at the moment. Hence, I'm telling you guys that you should be working on it too. I always say these, this podcast and everything I share with you, I'm never sharing with you from the, from the, from the angle, from the space where I'm so brilliant. Look how wonderful I am. I always share from the angle. Look, look I'm a work in progress. I'm learning as I go. And what I'm learning, I'm sort of passing on to you. So that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm a complete student. I'm not expert by any means. And I am learning and I'm sharing. That's what I'm doing. So I hope you understand this. And this is why I share this as well. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sharing my um, shortcoming where I need to work on this. I need to work on building better relationship with my network. Um, and because I, I don't follow through and I don't keep up and I lose contact with people because even though they're amazing people and I love them and I have such amazing uh, connection with them because of work takes over or whatever it's um, you know I, I, I need to work on that anyway so that's something that I think you should work on because I'm working on it myself and number um, eight is treat everyone with respect so this led me on thinking that one thing that I'm really really proud of for myself is I do treat everyone with respect with my team members uh, my children um other people's, I, I, uh, this individual respect thing is really important, including my cats, by the way. I treat my cats with a lot of respect too, um, because everything deserves respect. I, I respect all creatures, living or organic, inorganic, my car, trees, plants. And I know that my brother laughs at times because I, you know, I, you know, I say if I hit a plant, I, I will say, I'm sorry, I'll apologize. And uh, someone, I think someone came over into my house. And um, I think a child or someone knocked over one of my plants and I went, you know, I went to clean up and I apologized to the plant. Say, I'm sorry, this happened to you. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll look, I'll take care of you. And he just laughed at me. He couldn't understand what I was doing. The point is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I didn't want to go into detail with him why I was apologizing to my plant. But plant is a living thing and it's energy and so forth. So let's, that's a different conversation for a different time. But I want you to understand that you need to be respectful towards everyone, living, non-living, everything. And so this is actually this is actually a point that comes from my religion. This was taught to me by my mother, and it's been ingrained in Islam that you have to respect everyone, including ants. 
uh, which I'm not very good at times because, uh, you know, we do put ant, uh, those ant, um, you know, those things that you put in the old corners to stop ants coming in. But you need to be respectful of everything, including plants and trees. And when you show that affection and that respect to even plants and trees and cats and dogs and so forth, that is reciprocated, it comes back to you because the universe sees you loving and respecting it because the universe exists in all parts. Or, or, or God, if you see God, God exists everywhere. God exists in the plant, in the tree, in the cat, in the dog, equally as it does in you and I. And therefore, when, when you respect the tree, the plant, the cat and the dog, you are respecting divine sense energy. And this is my reasoning for it. So you need to respect everyone and treat everyone with respect including animals and inanimate objects organic matter inorganic matter and so forth okay so this is number eight number nine is um something that i i did i did naturally since a young age i would always just see people's um you know uh you know qualities and highlight them so i'm very very good at giving compliments and i give a lot of compliments it's something again, something that was taught to me by my mother to always find the good in people and tell them about it. And that's, you know, something that you, not just to falsify one, not just to, you know, butter people up, but generally give people compliments. So I like to do that. In my team, I like to highlight all the excellent things that my team members do and highlight it to them. And same thing for my children. You know, I highlight all the amazing things that they do and just say, showcase that. And even in the people that I meet, you know, I have people that I interview on the podcast interviews and uh, when I meet other people, I really generally see the amazing part of them. And I will highlight that with it, whether this the way they speak or their story or their clothing or the way they are or their smile, anything that, that sort of strikes to me like, oh, that's beautiful or that's lovely or that's nice. I will highlight it and tell the individuals or compliment them for it. And if I can, I will sort of, you know, highlight that to other people too. Like, oh, she is so amazing. Oh, he is so amazing for X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I try to be as open and as transparent as possible um, with my compliments because there's no ulterior motive. But I do try my best to every individual that I meet to see what I can see about them that I like. And, um, and not only just for myself, but also because guess what, what happens when I'm doing that? When I am showcasing someone's good qualities and reflecting that back to them, I'm sending them, I'm giving them love and blessings. Now I'm sending a love and blessings to them. They may not be in a place to receive the love and blessing from me because everyone's different, right? Everyone has their own journey. We, we can't judge them. But the universe sees that I'm sending out love and blessings. So what can possibly come back to me? Love and blessings, right? So this is why it's important to keep an eye on your vibration and send out a good vibes to everyone and compliment people see the good and all people who you meet and uh, and and see how this helps you to build a better relationships and better business business as well right the next one and the last one is i think so important because i I was reflecting on my life how there's so much i've learned yet there is so much that i still have to learn and it, it, it dawned on me that it doesn't matter if I'm 45 or 46 or 50 or 60 or 65 or 70 or 80. It doesn't make a difference, you know, if I'm 38 or I'm 88. You know, I, I will constantly be a student in this life. I'm going to be a lifelong learner. And that's what I would encourage you to be. See yourself as a lifelong learner 
constantly trying to make yourself better, constantly trying to see if you, as you get older, you learn, you know, you gain more experience and you learn from the experience to provide a better service to your clients, to provide more better quality friendship to your friends, to provide that nurturing environment to your family member, to provide that kind of um, serenity to those around you, uh, you know, that calmness, that, that, that authentic, real, you know, compassionate person that you can be. So all the qualities that you can work on yourself, constantly work on it and see if you can, you know, uh, improve yourself, even if it's by half a percent every single day um, or even a quarter percent every single day, you know, become better than you were yesterday and work on this every single day for the rest of the remainder of your time. And you can imagine what, where you will end up in 30, 40, 50 years time. We never know, none of us know how long we have on the planet. I could be here for tomorrow and may not be here for the next, um, you know, even the next second. But if I'm constantly working on myself, it one, it does two things. One, it keeps me humble. It keeps me completely humble. I never would step into the element of ego that I'm so good and I'm so brilliant. I can do X, Y, and Z. I'm always confident I can do X, Y, Z, but I'm never egotistical about it or arrogant about it. And two, it, it keeps me um, always on the search to see how I can improve myself. How can I learn? What can I do? How can I improve myself? And so these are two skills which are really important. It comes from this being a lifelong learner. Okay, so on that note, I'm going to wrap up. Those are my 10, tip, uh, 10 life lessons so far. I do have plenty more. So I'll probably do a part two and maybe even a part three. You know, and I'll keep an eye out for it. But for today, I hope you enjoyed these 10 lessons that came to my mind when I, when I thought about my entrepreneurial journey. So until the next time you meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.